Good afternoon and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson with Providence Health and Services. Uh, and I'm the Chief Exec of Behavioral Health for Providence here in Oregon. With me today are Sam, Finn, and Vivian. All three are part of the Work to Be Well Student Advisory Board, and they're coming today to talk about life in week seven of the quarantine and how some of us are now becoming adjusted to life in this new normal, you know, where we're staying home all the time, staying safe, and talking about what that means for us. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It's not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, but for me, I've found these talks to be, well, pretty darn helpful. I'd like to kick us off today by having our guests introduce themselves. Finn, why don't you kick us off? Tell us how you're doing, how you coping. Sure thing. Yeah, uh, Finn Jacobson. I'm a, I guess, rising junior now. I, I identify less as a sophomore at this point. Um, and, you know, uh, it's it's definitely way against my nature uh, to be doing this. The last time I was on uh, on here, I remember talking about how I just couldn't imagine how this would go on, and yet it did. But I have found that it has given me a lot of time to think and actually work on my mental health. Um, and isolation has its benefits and negatives, but I've found that I have been able to kind of develop different strategies that I didn't have before to keep myself occupied and uh, mentally healthy throughout all of this. Sam, tell us how you're doing. Um, hi, my name's Samantha Gutierrez. Um, I'm a junior in high school or rising senior, like Finn said, kind of moving into the next year already. Um, yeah, quarantine so far or the stay at home order has had its ups and downs, um, but I think I'm dealing pretty okay with it. You know, I've been able to take a break from school kind of in a way and um, focus more on other hobbies. And, and Vivian, welcome back. Tell us how you're doing. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, we can. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, like Samantha and Ben said, like, um, this isolation has had its ups and downs. And I've definitely started out, I was more on the downside. Like, I was very upset and I was very anxious. Like, being an upcoming senior, like, I don't know how college apps are going to look. Um, it's going to be my last volleyball season and my last and first tennis season. And I don't know, it's really hard without like people to have by your side, like while you transition into this very exciting time of my life. But, um, you know, like I think as time goes on, I've developed like, you know, like what works for me. You know, I've, um, little, I have little spaces now that I can go to be by myself and you know, like I love my family, but it's it's overwhelming sometimes. And so, like whether I sit in my front yard or you know in the backyard, uh, I have like little spaces that I can go to to just visit. You know, we hear a lot, and people are using the phrase now that we're seven weeks into this. People are talking about the new normal, and I'm wondering from your perspective. What does it mean when people say new normal? And and is it really new? And more importantly, is it really normal? I think, know, go ahead. I think like the new normal that people are referring to is like a lot of people are working from home now. And I think a lot of people are realizing that they're able to work from home. Some people still like the office or they still like school, but some people do maybe prefer 
this new way of working. Yeah, to totally echo uh, what Sam said. I think that uh, this this new normal, we're finding that we had capabilities through the digital digitally connected age that we didn't even know that we had. Um, and whether that be a good or bad thing um, is up to the individual. But um, I think that you know we'll we'll come out of this not only uh, much more aware of of how we interact with each other. Um, but also when we do eventually get back to whatever we considered normal, whether that be being able to go outside, being able to see people um, without worrying about killing them, uh, I think that we're going to be much more conscious and even careful. Um, you know, questions you wonder if, if the masking will ever fully stop, um, if the precautions of the six feet, things that have now become ingrained in our uh, in our minds the last seven weeks, if those will uh, if those will go away, or whether they will become a cornerstone of our society, uh, of our global community. So I think that when we talk about this new normal, we see that the old normal, um, when we didn't have regard to the things that um, that contributed to making this pandemic so large and so horrific. Uh, you could you could say that the old normal wasn't necessarily the best normal that we could have. That's a good point. Yeah, I um, a lot with being conscious and careful. Like I think that we'll be after the fact that we'll be a lot more appreciative of the people around us and uh, our support systems, and you know, like being able to not see them has made us realize how much that how much they're involved in our life and without them, the impact that they can't make because of the, you know, like, it's because they can't be in our lives at the moment. And I think, you know, like, we'll have a much more loving and caring world after this. Everyone will be a little nicer, hopefully. You know, um, as we're, as we're looking at this and I see that, uh, Sam, Sam, I think is reconnecting. Vivian, can you move a little closer to your computer? Make it a little easier to hear you. Um, when I think about the new normal, and you were talking about Vivian, the people that that you haven't seen, um, one of my questions is: When this is all over, what's the first thing you want to do? Who do you want to go see? Um, okay, I want to go see my friends. My but um, aside from them, I want to see my closest friends, especially the ones that are graduating. So, you know, I could give them a proper little send off and say goodbye if they're leaving. You know? and, um, I want to go to the river. I love the river, I love the lake, I love water, and the beaches. So, Tim, what are you going to do? You know, it's a question I ask myself a lot. And even with that, I mean, you know, when this is all over, um, you know, I've I've said that phrase many times, but uh, you know, this this is even has got me realizing and thinking that uh, this is all over um, in an instant thing. Um, but I'd say I'd say when the restrictions ease and down the road where we suddenly look around and find that we are able to have a lot of the liberties that we had before all this happened, I think that the first thing I will do is um, reconnect with the friends that have kept me going through this. Um, you know, whether it be through FaceTime, text, whatever, I think that it, 
you know, so much of my lifestyle relied on hanging out with my friends and seeing them um, and the routine, you know, of, of getting coffee um, after school or after rehearsal. Um, that is what I look forward to most is returning to, um, to, to my social life, basically. <laughs> you know, I, I think about um, the people that I've connected with while this has been going on. And, and obviously I've got my work team and I've got all of you, but there have been friends that uh, I don't connect with very often who now we're daily texting each other. We're sending each other articles. We're, we're sharing stories. We send funny memes to each other. I had a virtual um, visit with a very dear friend of mine in central Oregon uh, where we hadn't seen each other in person in a year, but we could sit together and FaceTime in the backyard and talk and share and catch up on our lives together in a way that I don't think consciously we're doing. Sam, who are you looking most forward to? What are you looking forward to doing when the restrictions are lifted? I think I'm looking forward to going and seeing other family members. Um, my grandma, um, she doesn't live with us, but we haven't really been able to see her and she lives alone. So I think like for her, the, um, the social isolation has been like very difficult. Um, so yeah, just going to see other family members. So have any of you picked up new hobbies while you've been quarantined? Anything new that you're doing that you weren't doing before? I picked up my sixth grade um, band instrument, my clarinet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Had to pick it up again, give it a try. <laughs> nice. I started taking ballet. You <laughs> um, started taking ballet? I, yeah, awesome. I did. So uh, so my one of my really close friends, she's been dancing since she was two, like, you know, one of those situations. Um, so she she invited me to one of her ballet Zoom classes, um, and I loved it. So I actually bought ballet shoes online, um, and I'm taking the class weekly. I actually have ballet tonight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm getting inspired by that. I, I don't know the ballet for me, but I'm getting inspired. <laughs> Vivian, what have you been doing that might be uh, different than what you were doing before? You're still thinking in there. It'll come to you, though. Um, but part of, are any of you, well, not are you, How's online school going? How does that feel to be in this like Brady Bunch type setting with your classmates? What's working on online school? Does it work? You know, I think that um, <laughs> I have so many, I have so many thoughts about online school. I think that the intention that school districts have to continue education and to make sure that the learning curve um, is not created when we do return to physical school is well intended. But however, I think that the the system, especially in public school systems in, in our school districts, um, is inequitable. Um, case in point, I, I go, I'm a student in North Clackamas School District. And um, it is still true that my district is incapable of providing technology to every student. Um, which means that there are students that are left in the dark and the district is 
just basically saying, well, we got to do what we got to do. Um, and I think that that's going to have a detrimental impact on, um, you know, students that come from um, different socioeconomic backgrounds, maybe situations that uh, disallow them from participating in online school. I, uh, you know, I have a friend that as soon as uh, they got off school, their parents said, okay, well, you're going to come and work 10 hours a day at the taco truck. Um, and so what does that say about, you know, their capability to participate in online school? And I think that this is also, you know, uh, we're, we're going through a time of trauma, of mental trauma, and having, um, you know, our generation is known uh, to face a myriad of mental health issues. And the combination of being locked up in a home, which for all we know may not be completely safe for the student, combined with any mental health issues that may arise, combined with the traumatic uh, instance of this situation. Um, I have found myself wondering lately if online school is doing more harm than good. And yes, it is different and less rigorous than uh, an in-person education, but um, we're seeing a lot of differences like seniors, uh, you know, they actually just are, at least in my district, are done. You know, the district told them, well, if you had uh, passing grades first semester, then we're going to go ahead and pass you second semester and you're done. Uh, so seniors are still missing the second half of their education. What difference does that make with the lower with the lower cost? Um, so yeah, I think that it has its benefits, but I do wonder, um, and I've been feeling a little overwhelmed by it all. Sam, how are you, what are you thinking about all of this? Um, for me, I think that online schooling for some people does work, like Ben said, but then there's other situations where students are not able to have access to the computer. I know that it also doesn't work like for myself personally. I felt the effects of online schooling um, and it having its disadvantages when everybody in my home was suddenly at home from work and there was just so many people who needed to use the one family computer that we had. Um, so lucky enough, um, we were able to get computers from our school district. So that was really useful, but we did have to wait. Um, and some school districts are not able to make that accommodation to their students. I guess really just to reiterate, um, you know, there's a lot of problems with online school and the, um, the, the implications and the effect that it's having on students. And I think that, um, I do have, I do wonder, Samantha, so you're, you're in California, correct? Yeah. So, so I just wonder what the difference, so here um, we're doing, you know, like all of our classes are assigning about 30 to 45 minutes a day in Oregon. Um, is it different or the same in California? What does that look like? Um, it really depends on each district. So me and my siblings, I'm actually, I started independent study a few weeks before. So I was already like on an online schooling program that like my classes were online, but for my siblings, um, it was different for them. Their grading automatically just kind of stopped. So the grades that they left school with, it, their grades could go no lower than that. And any assignments that they do now, um, is just like counted as extra credit towards those grades. And then kids from my old school, it's also different. They have to do the 
live classes and they're still being held accountable like that they can pass for other kids. So it's different. It varies on the school. Absolutely. So it's almost like a supplemental structure. Yeah, I think everybody's just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Finn, thanks for jumping in there. My mic got uh my mic got uh, muted for a minute and I couldn't get it undone, couldn't figure it out. I see Vivian's back with us too, so we're, we're on track of getting the, the bugs out of this new system. Thanks everybody for your patience with the bugs in our, we're trying a new platform and, and I think we're all still working the bugs out of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I've been thinking a lot about school next year and when you go back and thinking, are we going to go back to school? What is that going to be like? And one of the big questions in my mind is, what are you going to do differently when you show up as a student leader uh, as part of your school? What is what is going to be important to you that first week of school? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I think that school unity um, is really important at this time. Um, you know, people undermine the benefit of school spirit and of, uh, of treating school as a community rather than as um, a place where we're mandated to go, which is, it, it's equally true, I mean. But I think that, I think that it's important when we finally, whether that be in the fall or next spring or next year, um, when we finally are in the place where they say, okay, it's safe to return, I think that, uh, collective positivity and uh, creating that community of not only um, not only safety but of, of comfort and joy in the fact that we can return to a uh, life that somewhat resembles whatever normal means to us um, and I think that in terms of in terms of my school community I know that my school uh, is overflowing with school spirit it looks like uh, dr. Robin popped off there again um, but yeah, I think I think that it's really important that we stick together as a community. Yeah, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah. So for me, I think that my school is really trying to keep our spirit up. Like we are around three thousand strong, and so it's hard that we can't reach everybody, you know. And like you said, Ben, like. Some people get lost in the shadows in between the cracks. And, you know, like, I think it's very hard to say, like, oh, like, this isn't going to work. We shouldn't even try, you know. But I think that, you know, having a virtual graduation, at least, like, I can't speak for the seniors, but, you know, it's comforting that they're trying to do something, you know, and not just leaving it off until whenever. So I think next fall or, you know, whenever the restrictions lift and we can go back to school, like, we're really gonna try and you know keep the spirits high, have the assemblies super hyped up, and you know just bring some you know relief and joy back into our students' lives. That's got to be the hardest part: is how do you bring relief and joy back? All of the things that we do, and talking about mental health assemblies, um, all of the great work that that we've all been talking about doing and work to do well. I know we've got our summit next week. You're all part of the summit next week. Indeed. What do you want to hype? I know we just had our dress rehearsal. What do you want to hype for our, our viewers to, to get them to register for the Work to Be Well Summit next week? 
Well, okay. There's a lot of people going, a lot um, that we know and that we've reached out to other people. And so there's a lot of people. There's um, Lisa Heller, I think. She is a musician and yep. she's very good. I've listened to her a lot of stuff um, today. And, you know, like there's a lot of students here that are, um, you know, want to share what they know and their knowledge on mental health around their area. Yeah, this is going to be my first mental health summit. And in the dress rehearsal, it was really exciting to see the students sharing what they do to combat um, mental health issues in their community. And it was just really inspiring to see that. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of attending uh, the dress rehearsal. Um, I was unfortunately working. But uh, what I can remind everybody, um, the, the, the Be Well Hub is obviously behind this. That includes not only Work to Be Well, but also OASC and I Can Help. Both organizations who just have, I think, the most energy possible that any organizations could have. Anybody who's ever seen an OASC event, just picture that, but digital. And then, and then just, just whatever that means to you, just, just remember that. And I think that it's going to be incredible. Um, I think that it's such a good representation about what the organizations that work with the Be Well Hub um, have done to come together um, and show unity uh, and represent um, mental wellness and leadership. And I think that this is one of the best ways that you can spend your time. And it's not like we all have a lot of other things to be doing, so why not pop in? Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Kim Carr from Hashtag I Can yes. She is a master teacher. And I tell mm. you, I'm so excited. She's gonna do a class on self-care and ECPR, how to take care of your friends yeah. and other people in a crisis. Yeah, emotional for Isn't that gonna be awesome? So good. Shout out to Kim Carr if you're watching this. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and our and our student host and fellow board member JJ, he's just rolling with that with that host gig he's got going on, getting the yep. getting the hype in there, getting everybody excited. But I'm very totally. much looking forward to to how this is going to roll. I know yeah. we're going to do one of those like breakout sessions where all of a sudden mm -hmm. 500 people are going to break out into sessions and share to be well with what they're gonna do. That, I wanna see how that works. I'm very excited about the new normal in a, I'm used to go to a conference and we were limited last year. We did it, last year we had a conference that was um, so awesome with, in partnership with the Oregon Association of Student Councils. Hey Sarah, uh, where we <laughs> talked about zero suicide and what we could do with zero suicide to, uh, help our schools um, build suicide prevention plans and things like that. And we were limited. You know, we could only have like 130 people because of the size of the room. We can have as many people who can fill this conference, they can all come. And this is the really awesome thing about that. Providence has been a proud supporter in partnership with I Can Help, Oregon Association of Student Councils and the Wellbeing Trust. And I'm excited that we get to showcase all of you. You're the ones who made work to be well happen. We just are the, the legs that helped pull it together and wrote the checks on the backside. But uh, you all are the ones who made this happen. So huge shout outs to our friends, huh? So as we wrap up today on Talk To Be Well, what are, you know, what piece of advice do you want to leave people with this week on how to stay well 
and, and how to take care of yourself as we start going into the next week. Sam, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I think a piece of advice I want to give people is usually like a lot of us are turning to social media for entertainment and we see people with like these crazy routines and they're so productive, but it's also okay. Like, not to be productive sometimes to like take a break and really just process everything that's going on. Um, And I just, I wish people would be more like, okay with that. Like it's okay not to do nothing sometimes. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I was going to say. That's actually what I was going to say, you know, just to reiterate, like it's okay not to have, not to work out, not to read, you know, like, if you just want to lay in bed, you know, take a day or two alone, just lay in bed, focus on yourself, take a breather, you know, find what works for you. And it doesn't have to be jam packed day of, you know, meetings and things like that. So. Yeah. You know, I think that we're all united in that um, because that is also what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, as, as, as was mentioned earlier, uh, this is, this is trauma this this global pandemic this is trauma and whatever whether you've lost somebody to the virus whether or not you've struggled with it yourself or just whether this is all having a mental impact on you um it's okay to be feeling whatever you're feeling and um you know to contribute um more i want to point out that for uh teens um if you look at the bar of scrolling text below there is information on calling the youth line um, it's a tremendous, um, it's a tremendously helpful and useful resource. Um, I work there personally, and uh, Youthline is always there. We're still having teens actually go into the office, um, of course, abiding by socially distant uh, measures, um, from 4 to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you do need support or you are experiencing that trauma, then um, either use the information here uh, that you've learned today or you can look up at oregonyouthline.org. Finn, thank you for bringing up the youth line. Again, I want to thank my teens for joining us today and to everyone who is listening, sending in your questions, high-fiving us on Facebook. We really appreciate you. And if you're looking for help with processing how you're feeling, go to the Work To Be Well website. That's work the number two bewell.org there are lots of great tips and tricks there call the youth line but most importantly take care of you give yourself some grace and be well thanks all we'll see you next week <laughs>